How's it going? Not too bad. How are you guys? Good. Pretty good. It's a, it's a little warm here this weekend, so we're, we're a little warm in this cramp room, but overall pretty good. Where, where are you guys located to? Uh, or, Southern Ontario. Southern Ontario. Okay. I was going to say, like, I was, I was going to say, like, really, you're going to complain about the heat? You could be in Newfoundland where we don't ever experience sun. I'm, no, I'm not going to complain because, you know, winter yeah. is looming. That's that's true. I mean, I've only I, I've spent most of my majority in Ottawa. I think I was like in Toronto for a brief period with like a global Toronto internship. So I had like I had packed all the winter clothing. And then when I get there and it's like January, I was like, why am I looking at a guy in shorts? Like, where's the cold weather? And they're like, oh, we get it. Just I'm like, oh, OK, it, it flashes back to when we have tourism Ottawa commercials or Ontario commercials down here. Yep. And it's like, there's no place like this. And I literally see people going in like a hot tub. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? This is winter. What are you doing? <laughs> I've had people on my podcast that will tell me, have you ever lived on a rock? Like, where have you been? Do you live under a rock? I'm like, actually, no, I live on, on the, the rock. rock. <laughs> oh, yeah, today we're going to talk about some YTV. Uh, yeah, you said you were born in 92? 91. 91. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fun younger, to have, younger millennial, but it's here. fun to have a little younger millennial because yeah, you would have listened, you would have had YTV a little overlap when we watch, yeah. but also like some of the younger shows that we were like, I don't know about these ones. Yeah, yeah. But I know what was it like? PJ Phil obviously was there for like what 10, 10 years I think was, as I was reading. So we all grew up with him. Yeah, like I, oh, I think yeah. that's kind of a, a really interesting point to start there because like so full disclosure, I think by the time this comes out or whenever it does, I know we have. Carlos Boost, I'm going to butcher his last name, but it's like Boost and Emmy or mm-hmm. on one of our episodes for my podcast. And we had mentioned that. And that's who he said he grew up watching. And like instantly when I was doing it, I was like, I don't really remember that. It's like you, you and sugar are what I remember. That's my go-to. And then he was like, oh man, well, how old are you? And then I told him and he was like, okay, fair enough. And I, he's like, but how do you not know that? I'm like, it overlapped for me. <laughs> and then the other one also like, uh, cause I think I was out by the time Carlos and sugar were in, but I, I yeah. when I was looking them up, I was like, I think I, there'll be certain shows I watched at the time. So they would, yeah. I would still see them, but I wasn't vividly watching them like all the time. Cause also when they would cut in at that time, I was like, well, I'm not that age range. So I'd switch over to much music during those times, during the, like the commercial breaks and watch the videos during the yeah. commercial breaks. But I was definitely definitely phil like i was as yeah pj phil i vaguely remember and carlos and sugar i think he was there around the same time as phil and yeah paul was the other one that i remember a lot (laughs) i really only remember pj phil to be honest okay like i feel like where you only remember that that's how i i feel about carlos and sugar where it's like i obviously i think i've heard of like tarzan dan like from seeing commercials or like when you go back on the youtube pages and it's like i'm like okay i vaguely remember you but like again like you were saying the shows that you were watching like i would be watching say like a lot of pokemon or a lot of uh i think it was like all that was on that uh ytv so it's like and then in between those commercials where your parents is like okay that's a commercial break i'm like no no no, you're wrong this isn't a commercial this is carlos and sugar and they're gonna tell me something that's really cool so they're like man he's never getting up from the tv i'm like nope nope (laughs) I was I'm like, that. I, I found a really cool article that was like the oral history of YTV when I was looking through all of this and reading it. And a lot of that stuff was just them off the fly doing live TV. Yeah. Like there was no scripts, no nothing. And it was just, it was like guerrilla TV back in the day. And you don't find that much anymore either. Like everything no. is all packaged and produced and marketed for ki- kids and it has to be certain quality. And like we were saying about that one time the pizza guy came and they just walked them through the window, hey pizza guy. And they would take yeah. the delivery and it was on national TV. 
it's it's funny because it's like what you're saying is like of course with the marketing and with youtube and all that now it's like they're they're trying to i guess get into that field but back then it's kind of like okay we've got maybe i think they're like 20 year olds that are on air like just let them go let's hope they don't curse let's hope they like stick to a guideline which i think it was funny because carlos had mentioned that he came from an entertainment background because he was in dance so Mm -hmm. like he he kind of knew this all along and then they had auditions. So I get it. It's not like you just took two random people off the street and were like, you, you, hopefully you get along. We're going to put you on TV. Cause that's kind of what we have TV now is it's like, we're going to put you all in this big house. It's going to call me big brother and you're all going to get along. It's like, actually we do all get along. No, it's reality TV. You got to, you find a way to not get along. It's like, but we all get along. So <laughs> I, I like that when you were saying it off the cuff, like you don't see that as much now, but now everything yeah like i said every people figure out the formula and then they have to package it out that way whereas this was just the raw seeing what people can do and i think yeah most of them when i looked at they were coming from like i think just out of college or universities roughly and they're like well sounds like a good idea let's give it a try yeah it's that's what worked for them yeah like it's interesting because like when you look at like how the job feels now like broadcasting or like even podcasts it's like podcasting obviously is more popular and it's kind of like our way of you know getting your voice out there but like back then you didn't have that so like just to go into a ytv or a much music and like that's your platform and you reach our generation now and i guess people that are older people younger to see that you're like well now that's a youtube page or that's someone on youtube but back then that's literally this is how i'm getting into a music industry or a tv industry because I, I think it's interesting, like in retrospect, when you're a kid, you're just watching it for the TV shows. And then there's a part of you that's like, oh, cool. Like these people like 20, like when you turn 20, you're like, I can't believe that's what you were doing when you were 20. But like right? you look at it now and you're like, man, I stuck around because you were entertaining. You entertained an eight-year-old or a seven-year-old, like kudos to you, because I know if they put me in that point of view or like at 20, I'd be like, who is this for? I don't have a live audience. I'm talking to like some imaginary person out there. And what about if they turn off the TV on me because I'm not interesting? That deflates me a lot. <laughs> right? Our neuroses as millennials just kick in and we're like, what yeah. about this? What am I going to do? Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Anxiety. Oh my God. Right? Anxiety so much. In this, there was like the snit. So luckily with Phil in the afternoon, he had snit. So at least you could kind of riff off someone. But a lot of the other ones were just out there by themselves talking to a camera. You're exactly. You're like, yeah. I'm assuming it's eight-year-olds, 12-year-olds. I actually saw a YouTube video where Paul mentioned something about religion because he was just like, I'm on the cuff and, you know, and it's still out there. But they were just like, they were reaching a generation of kids and there's still a bunch of, there's a lot of Canadian artists that if you talk to them, they'll say, I watched YTV. I was influenced by, say, Tarzan Dan or yeah. from Hit List or someone out there. Apart I, from like, I, yeah. I love Hit List. You, did you have the Ashna Hit List? I, or, I'm yeah. not... Uh, yeah, I'm not a whole, I'm not a 100% Ashna, smart. Leslie, and... I know when you said the two girls, like I remember that, yeah, there was two girls at one point. Like I remember when you go, when I went through, this was probably a year ago, because I wanted to go through the white, or the hit list side of things. I, because I found a VHS. I know there's people out there going, well, VHS. But I found a VHS and it was me after taping a YTV hit list. And I was like, man, I want to form this into a, like a DVD. But it was like two girls. They had the blow up furniture. I was like, man, as a kid, that's all I wanted was blow up furniture, but I'm kind of glad now that my parents did not cave into that. Cause can you imagine like coming to your room? Like damn dog, all my furniture, like I'm broke now. <laughs> and it's not functional either. You have to like, I, have, I had, I had a blow up chair. 
If you had the couch, you had to sit, they gave you bubbles on each side to sit in, but you couldn't sit in it without it falling. You had to sit in the middle yeah. or someone else in it. Like they yeah. were, they were not functional. No, blow up. Like I, like they, I think on like the hit list, they would have it. Like, it looks so great when the setup, because two of them, like, I feel like if there was like a behind the scenes, it's like, you'd hear them cursing and swearing, like, damn it, you didn't sit in it the right way. It's like, yeah. oh, can you just get rid of this blow up furniture? It's like a blow up table where they had like a pizza box or something. You're like, how does that, how is that staying there? <laughs> I think they also had a palm tree in the background too. Yeah, yeah. A palm tree, yep. But I would sit down and watch like that. And uh, I, I've said this in like other interviews as well, because I think it's like kind of embarrassing, but in the same point, it shows that I knew at a young age, it was not going to be an artistic person. Mm -hmm. I would sit down, like it'd be like five Backstreet Boys. They would do interviews with the Moffats. And I didn't even know like the Moffats were Canadian, yeah. but I'm glad they were. And I'd be like, Oh, it's a cool band. Okay, we're gonna draw them now. And I'd have like a little book where I'd have all these drawings done. And they were like all pretty much the same because I'm not artistic. It would take <laughs> me about like five minutes to just do it. But then I would like sign it and be like, one day when I meet the Moffats, I'm gonna show them this picture. In Newfoundland, of course, we had like the Ennis sisters. So I did get to show them that and they signed it. But like years later, I was like, they must have thought I was very special or like just sign it for him. Like he did his best. <laughs> <laughs> he like, gave it his good effort you know he gave it a good effort like it, literally if they had to be like can you do that again i'd be like literally that is the bare minimum and if you asked me to this day to do it it would probably be the exact same so it's like <laughs> artistic ability is out the window that's why i talk Damn. too much it's like when they do those like when you watch like a and e histories or like the documentaries that much used to do like before they were famous that yeah. was what it's like before he was famous he knew he was not going to be an artistic person and they go to like the black screen where it's just me being like this is my picture <laughs> Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just see my face like super proud, like, uh, like I did it the best that I could, but it didn't work out. So I'm glad I'm, I went into podcasting, <laughs> or at least broadcasting. But yeah, like that, like to go back to it with the YTV, it's like, yeah, like I watched Carlos and Sugar a lot. Like you had your own as well. But yeah. to me, between that and maybe Radio Free Roscoe that was on like another platform, but I know YTV yeah. had Radioactive, but like that got me into like the whole spiel of like getting into broadcasting and i actually thought when i was younger and it's kind of laughing at it now but i was like man i want to be on ytv one day but now i feel like the ytv that is today is a little bit more watered down like you were saying a lot more promotion where it's like it's like mm -hmm. hey did you know about this stuff i'm like yeah i did and i know that you're doing it because they're promoting it we're back in the day it's like carlos comes out sugar with like a super soaker and you're just a, like good product placement as an adult you think but when you're a child you're like oh my god i want that we have so much fun and i was reading that they would like randomly like if a celebrity was in town they were just like okay you're gonna interview this person today they're like yeah okay like they had no idea not really much time to prepare or get themselves ready so sometimes you thought you would see like an awkward interview that would be like i think that's kind of interesting because like you again watching it and the next minute you see just say like, oh, will ferrell show up or whoever at the time and then you see them like in a weird like YTV zone yeah. and it's like Carlos and Sugar just standing right between them and I feel like now as you're when you're younger you're like oh my god this is so cool he just dropped in on them but I feel like as you're older it's like he's probably talking to his PR person once this interview is over and was like why am I in this weird zone place it's like when you watch the um I think it was like uh-oh where the guy had the big hair yeah. and like you get slimed I'm sure after that every episode they're like Tell that PR person I never want to be on the show again. I did not agree to get slimed. I was reading in them. One of the one of the guys from Metallica, I believe it was, went on there because well, they're like, oh well, he has kids, so maybe he'll like going on this like show for kids, and that's how he got booked. And there, you could just tell that he was like, why am I here? But yeah, why? Yeah, that was definitely a show I wanted to be on. What? Uh oh. Uh oh, I wanted yeah. to be on that show so bad that and um, Jeff and Wheel Two Thousand. 
Okay. But I was too old by those by the time those two shows came out. I wanted to be on like when I was smaller, I wanted to be on all that because I thought it was like the kids version of SNL. And Mm -hmm. of course, you have still Keenan Thompson to this day where I'm like, do you age? Do you do anything like and some of those people that were on all that became more famous for other things like Amanda Bynes, uh, Gabriel Iglesias. So I was like, good. This was my introduction to Keenan Thompson. I have a Mighty Ducks obsession. And they're oh, my okay. hockey team as well. <laughs> yeah, Goldberg. And yeah, Russ Tyler, you know, the knuckle puck. Yeah, because when we were watching, so like all that was when I wanted to be a part, and Zoom was another one. And I went actually going through some of your posts on Instagram. It went down, of course, the rabbit hole of what is life. Yep. And then I found like this page that was like relive the 90s. And it shows you like all these old commercials. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, some of these are so cheesy, but they're so good. And there was one there of Zoom and... I just, again, as a kid, you don't think about where it is placed in the world. And now being a fan of sports, like I, I can't stand Boston fans or Boston in general. But then like, I was like, oh, Zoom was probably filled in like somewhere in Toronto or it's probably filmed in like California. And then at the end, it's like Boston Mass. I was like, oh God, <laughs> like, no, out of all places you could be filmed. I, I didn't know that Zoom's concept was pretty much like we were helping those kids it's literally like sending your recipes. And I'm like, so basically I'm doing all the work and you're taking my credit. I don't like that Zoom. I don't like that. I should be a Zoom kid. Now, I, now I'm glad I'm not a Zoom kid. I don't think I know what a Zoom kid is. I think I might've been uh, too old by that time. It was like a TV show that basically they had, I, I believe the age group was probably like eight to 12. And you would send them in your recipes, like cool tricks that you do. And then they would do it. Like they would pretty much perform it either on the show or do that recipe. Like they were basically taking your ideas yeah. and performing it on tv so it's like when you go on you it's like the reverse of what youtube is now where someone has a recipe and you're like oh thank you for the recipe i'm gonna do that at home you're sending it to that youtube influencer and being like here you go and then they're making all the money off it you're like no 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 that's me that's mine basically having their audiences write their episodes for them yeah yeah basically yeah, kind of in is. that in that sense where it's like if we were to say if you were doing a podcast and you were telling people what you wanted to discuss or like what you wanted them to discuss. And then you took, they're telling you the story and you're basically like, this is what uh, Jeremy and Boston told me today. And it's like, well, let Jeremy and Boston tell it. Why are you telling Jeremy and Boston's story? I don't remember that show, but it sounds terrible. Just look it up on like YouTube. I'm sure there's like a clip oh, of it. Like yeah. even, yeah, even, will, even when but... you see the, even if you see the intro or the, like the intro to the show, you'll probably be like, Bleh. we went down, I went down the, uh, supermarket sweeps website or dark hole last night because i was on crave and i was like oh i remember this in the 90s so i went to try and find it because apparently there was an american and a canadian version of it oh really I okay. the canadian version. and i only did too but when i found this one on youtube i was like that's not the host i remember so i had to like youtube even further and then it was like oh the canadian one was with tino monte i was like oh dino yeah. monte it was so good dino i thought it was it's dino. dino it's dino with a d oh yeah I read it. then someone must have typed it wrong I, I like to, to kind of before we started, it's like when I was mentioning about like the Visit Ontario tourism commercials to Newfoundland. And I think an audience will appreciate this because I know I just went like down the hole of F, F Ontario, but yep. I think this will get me back in the good books where it's like, <laughs> you know, you guys had, I'm trying to remember the girl's name, but like Keisha Shante was doing one at one point for Visit Ontario. I can't remember the other girl's name, but she was a really good country singer. And like as a kid, I don't feel like I didn't value Ontario as being so big. I thought everything was close by. Like they'd show you, uh, you know, the Hockey Hall of Fame, the Rideau Canal. And I'm like, oh, they're probably like an hour apart. Uh-uh, they're not. But you had so much scenery to go by. Where in Newfoundland, it was like, 
hey, do you want to see like six people live in Lansome Meadows? I'm like, no, I don't want to see six people live in Lansome Meadows. And our commercial is like, we have our own distinct language. I'm like, yeah, that's going to bring people in. Do you think people want to go to a place where they don't understand the language? It's like, no. And I think now our commercials have gotten so bad. I I get it's who it's geared for, but it's like, it's the farthest place from Disneyland. I'm like, who is that for? It's not for it's not for kids, basically. You're for saying really happy, I guess. I guess yeah. yeah, people who just hate you have happiest place on earth. Who wants to be yeah. far away from that? Yeah, but exactly. And then there's like in a part of the commercial where I think it is Lance and Meadows or something. It's like it'll tell you the population of each area, and it's like population six. I'm like, you better go on a good day when those six people are all happy because if they're mad, you just ruined the whole population for that day. It's like, yeah, I went to Lance and Meadows once. What's it like? It sucked. Everyone was mad. And then people are like, so that's 100,000 people, Matt. No, it was six people. It was literally a family. Someone had put in a white with the pink and all came out red. Didn't work out great. When I learned Newfoundland's other claim to fame while I was researching other stuff was come from away when the 9-11 oh, yeah. landing things. Was that, that, that brought us back. I feel like that brought us back up in good contention with all the rest of the world. <laughs> They're like, well, my, my mom is actually born in Nova Scotia. My sister moved out to Nova Scotia. She was in Ontario. Yeah. She moved out there. So my family's from out east. I get a little cred here. Come on. It might yeah, be yeah, Nova yeah. Scotia, but it's a little yeah. cred. <laughs> no, no. It's like, I feel like in terms of Canada, it's like a footnote is Newfoundland, but like our claim to fame. And I feel like it's safe to say not like it's bragging but it's like you know you go anywhere it's like well what does newfoundland have to be proud about it's like bitch 9-11 that's what we're proud about it's like wait you're proud about i mean sorry 9-12 the day after when we took everyone in where were they gonna go right and then they're like yeah so your sorry ass came to newfoundland you enjoyed it and that's why you stayed here and now you have a family so stop it <laughs> that's, that's, where... idea, that's what the musical was about and then i found it and i was like oh yeah. they took a deep dive and i was like I, I, really yeah, what yeah. happened oh my gosh yeah. how do i not yeah. remember this as like being a canadian how is this not a thought i remember yeah. 11. i was only like i think 10 when that happened and i my favorite memory of it to this day because like this kid and i still don't get along i i remember going to him and saying like do you can you believe like two planes just crashed into the building and he was like shut up Brian that happened like 50 years ago and in my mind I was like maybe it did and maybe it's like an old news day and then like the day after I went to him and I was like dear Daniel who's laughing now and he's like Brian people died I was like I understand that but you said I was wrong I was not wrong you're wrong but I just thought that was like the the funniest aspect of it where is he right like did this happen 50 years ago like that's my memory of 9-11 basically but when it comes to all of them coming to Gander and the musical, like Come From Away is obviously great. I've heard yeah. great things about it, especially if you go to see it in like the New York. There's a part of me that's like, okay, good. Like people remember us for that because there, I'd say before 9-11, before the Come From Away, it's like, it's like, oh yeah, we went to Nova Scotia. So we've seen all of Canada. I'm like, no, you we're, we're over here. We still are here. It's like, yeah, Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, same thing. Colorful <laughs> houses, you know, See, that's yeah. what I know. I've been, <laughs> and icebergs, icebergs. Too. I've been like from Ontario, I've dri- driven from Ontario to Alberta. I've been out to BC a couple of times. I've never been east. So no, I haven't seen all of Canada well, yet. Well, then you need to go and visit Dingell once COVID is over. Co- yeah, come to, New- come to Newfoundland, get screeched in, and then can complain about how you got screeched in. Yeah, I've heard what that. What does I've that mean? No, she can do it. I'm not What does screeched in mean? They, they get you to go, I think, pre-COVID, of course. And I think it's funny because when you talk about cancel culture, I'm very intrigued to see if this will stick around after, you know, cancel culture and COVID. But yeah. it's pretty yeah. much, they take you down to George Street. They make you recite like a Newfoundland oath. They get you to kiss a cod, which is kissing a fish, lips, Thanks. lips. 
Nope. So sometimes it's like kissing your boyfriend, depending on how great you are. Like, you know, and then- uh, Oh, I love my man, so. And I th- I, I'm trying to remember what else they get you to do. Like, cause shot? again, I'm a Newfoundlander. I've never had to do it, so. I think it's a shot of something as well. Yes, there you go. Yeah, so it's like- Depending on what it is, I might do that. I, I'm not kissing a fish. No, that's why yeah. I won't do it. I Everything like else, fish. sure. I mean, I just, look at, I, I just look at like, you know, if you're trying to kiss a fish, just be like, pucker up fish, you know, just- do something of this nature or something. I don't know. I feel like this is where I'm saying like post COVID and casual culture. I'm wondering if it's going to like a news article come out and be like, uh, Newfoundlanders now realize how disgusting that is. It's like, no, we always knew it was disgusting. Like no one ever said we didn't. We just <laughs> thought it was like, you want to be a newfie? Toughen up, kiss that cod. I love, cause when you're talking, of course, like back in the nineties and all that stuff too. It's like, when you look at the old films, like I, I think it's interesting cause they had it on Instagram, which a weird place to find this information, but they were showing I can't remember which the original movie was, but she was stuck in a cage and she like told them like they thought she was like Meryl Streep or whatever in a in this bottle. Like she was actually like drowning and she was trying to pull the plug and it wasn't coming. So they ended up calling cut. So she was lucky. But I look at the one where they show you the Titanic mm-hmm. and like that scene. And then like someone had commented like, they are really doing really good acting. And then it's like, or they could actually be really drowning. I'm like, I never thought of it that way. How would you know the difference where it's like, it's like good acting. It's like, no, I think she's dead. (laughs) Kiva Getting Jr. had that in, uh, I think it was Pearl Harbor, I think it was. One of the ones he was in where he, uh, yeah, he played a Marine in that one. I think there's one part where he's in the old school, whatever. Sailor uniform. And and they put him under the water. And that one, like, I think the actual, like stuff was actually, oxygen was going. And Officer Mills. And he actually had issues where, yeah, that same thing where he's like, I almost drowned. That's why it was a good performance. It's like, yeah, I just thought it was very interesting when she mentioned, she's like, they just thought it was like Meryl Streep in a, in like a cage. I was like, I hope you want something for that. Cause if not, that would be like, the, that'd be the worst thing ever. It's like, I actually was dying in this thing. And I still lost to this other actress who was just a really good actress. Like, but yeah, but I was literally doing my part. Like you wanted me to act like I was almost dead and I almost did die. How did I not win an award for this? I think that actually happened to Isla Fisher's character in Cat. No, not Catch with the Can. Now you see me. The one, the four magicians, like the four horsemen. Oh, okay. Where it's like it, it, it introduces her, and she's a magician, and she's in this tank of water, and there's going to be like piranhas released. I think that's yeah. Time. I think that's the one I'm like referring to. Yeah, but you, you knew it. I, I was you referred to. Okay, yeah. never mind. Because yeah. that, that's yeah. Because that's I think that's where she was talking. I was just to like. Yeah, I, th- I think if you look back, she's literally trying to pull the thing and it's like... Because the scene does call for that. It does yeah. call for her to fake being stuck, but she was actually stuck. They should have had hand signals or something. Right? Yeah, like even, yes. even something like even something of like, excuse me. It's like, okay, that's not a part of the scene. She yeah. help her. They're like, well, maybe she's just ad-libbing. Don't ruin it. Hollywood. Yeah. Imagine taking her out and she's just like, you're telling me I have to go back in now? And I just gave you that performance? She's like, find another actress screw Gone. that i'm out yeah <laughs> it did end up being a great scene though <laughs> oh yeah i'm sure if, but i wonder if you ever brought that up to her is she like that the trauma or is it just more or less just like i'm so happy that it turned out well like if she's humble about it or if she's more or less like come over here <laughs> i know those scenes give me anxiety yeah. i have a super fear of drowning so any type of underwater scenes that last longer than one oh. breath yeah gives me anxiety it's funny because when you look back at the movies that we grew up on and you're like, oh, this is such an iconic movie or such a great film, there are moments that you laugh at. Like, I think when it comes to Titanic, where there's like, you had, what do you talk about, Rose? You had enough room for Jack and yourself on that. You, you bitch. And it's just like, been busted. Oh. I literally just read an article about this yesterday that 
um, James Cameron actually did the experiment to see if it would be realistic or not, if it would okay. go with two, and it didn't. He couldn't yeah. get it to work. Okay. But it's, just, it's always funny when you see those comments where it's just like in your mind, you're like, yeah. Like, you're probably using a different type of wood. Just, yeah, 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 stupid, stupid, yeah, like stupid rose. Yeah. Back then, they used like the heaviest of the heavy, like yeah. <laughs> not our fiber or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just saying, that's what I read. Oh no, no, like it's I, I like it because if they actually do the research and whatever, it's it's better than like someone actually just coming across and be like never thought of it, didn't care. You're like yeah. that's kind of the whole thing of the movie that people remember, and it's like. I would think so with James a Cameron director of James so, would think of something like that. Like he yeah, went yeah. down, like he made his own like little thing, basically go down and see the Titanic almost. <laughs> like, come on, the guy would have, I assume, yeah. think these little details too. Compared to like an Adam Sandler film where it's just a, like, Adam, why? Why did you do that? It's like, I just thought it was Leave great. For my <laughs> because this is Love what we decided answer. like in 2004, whenever we asked a question, like, why didn't this happen? The only valid answer is because then there would be no movie. That's only fair. valid answer yep. we could ever put towards it because they're like people are like why is this not because then there'd be no movie would that not be a MacGuffin now yes i just learned that word like a couple months ago oh really yeah, i learned I it, it in like english media in grade 11 and she had no idea what it was and i taught her what it was. i probably blocked it out i mean i i like adam sandler movies like i, I have my curtains closed but like i do have like a, a happy gilmore funko pop in the back but like my all-time favorite movie is mr deeds but like people will rib me for it where it's like how do you like a simplistic movie like that? I'm like, that's man, like mi- like Adam Sandler plays a role that's not Adam Sandler-ish yeah. as much. And you have like Winona Ryder, which is like still great. So, but like, I, I can see when people hate like a Sandler movie or Will Ferrell movie for the basic spots that they do, where it's like Sandler is like, let's get in some crappy humor. It's like, I grew up with it, but I remember the one that I got pissed off at Sandler for, because I would defend him, still do, but I actually paid to watch That's My Boy. And I I was like- Don't care to. Oh man. Netflix did. I hate Sandberg. Well, no, I don't hate Sandberg. I just, I don't really like him. I I thought it had potential because of Sandler and Sandberg, but- Lonely Island is funny, but I just, I don't really care for his acting. I just thought like when it first came out, I'm like, this is like Sandler passing the torch to like yeah. the next, to give, him, to give him credit. I think like, whether you like it or not, like I haven't seen a lot of episodes of it, but like Brooklyn Nine-Nine is doing, like does well. Again, My kids like that show. That Lonely Island, like you said. And like, there's other stuff that he's done that's kind of iconic, like to in a point where I feel like there's stuff that in SNL, that's probably more a little bit iconic than Sandler's time you know, Sandler's always going to have the name value. Same mm-hmm. as like Will Ferrell, but like, it's nice when they pass it, the torch, or like, I'm going to have this person in my film as well. Like one that I think is underrated and I didn't really think of him as a big name, but if he's in a movie now, I'll go watch it was like Paul Rudd. Cause I've seen oh, Paul yeah. Rudd in like friends. And I was like, Oh, like very interesting way to put him in this. Lewis. That's then, where it yeah. came for us. But mm-hmm. anything that he's in now, it's like, I'll watch Like I, I think it's interesting. Cause when I seen the movie, um, it was I can't remember it's like I love you man and I was like okay I didn't expect a lot from that but then when I seen it I was like it's pretty damn entertaining Jason Segel is hilarious I know I get offended when people don't like Adam Sandler I really don't (laughs) care for Will Ferrell Ferrell. so I don't mind Will Ferrell I like the I think they're hilarious I like I like again I like both but it comes to a real like to me it comes to a realistic part where it's like when people keep on giving you this like it's hard to defend when it's over and over it's like for example, with Sidney Crosby in the East Coast, it's like when people like Crosby's a bit of a crybaby. And like, there's a part of me like, what are you talking about? But then when you see him do things in hockey, that's crybaby-ish. You're like, I still like him, but I can't back you on that one. Funny note. Did you ever notice that Crosby kind of looks like Andy Samberg? 
Yeah, to an extent, yeah. <laughs> I've always been like, dude, he needs to be in like the movie of Sidney Crosby and play him or something. That, that's oh, what's happened. Yeah, we yeah. not have a movie about Sidney Crosby? I don't even think we have a real one about Wayne Gretzky that was like national. I love our, like, you know what? Like to kind of bash it a little bit here, but it's like, I love when CBC comes out with what they think Canadians want to see as a movie where it's like the Don Cherry story. Great. I'm like, you're just basically going to pass the same six actors that you do for all your movies. Like we've had Dylan Playfair on one of our episodes and like, he's been in a lot of these movies and I'd be like, do they just like phone you? Do they just phone you up and like, Hey, you're going to do this. He's like, pretty much. I'm like, that, that sums it up right there. It's like, Dylan, we had you in Grapes. Now we're going to put you in the Gordie Howe story. You know there's other Canadian actors and movies we want to see, right? It's like, no, CBC all the time. <laughs> and yet, look at their biggest hit has now become Shit's Creek, something that was very like left field for what CBC yeah. would do. Because I remember as a kid, CBDC shows were like corner gas. I wasn't a big fan of like, I've, no. eh, apart funny. from Simpsons, I think that was the only thing like I would really watch on CBC all the time. I think there's there's programs that I think when I was younger, like uh, again, younger watching CBC, it was pretty much Saturday mornings, whatever, like watching Little Bear or whatever. And it's like, that's what it comes to. But then when you've seen the reality shows, like I remember the one that my brother was really into and I was surprised CBC had it on was like Arrested Development. And I was like, yeah, okay. But like kind of got where they're going for with certain ones. Like, yeah, Corner Gas. And I think it's like, is it Saskatchewan or whatever that's? Yeah, like, Dog River, Dog yeah. River, Saskatchewan. Yeah. So like, that's big for them. I get it. You're a Canadian. You're trying to promote a lot of Canadian. We have down here, which was Republic of Doyle or now Hudson and Rex, not on CBC, but like Republic of Doyle was. So like, you get it. You're going into different areas and trying to find a TV show and might relate to other people. But like, there are certain ones that I'm like, I don't know who this is for. Like I get, it was like little mosque on the prairie. I get, but I was like, okay, it's not for me. But there was okay. a Being Erica, which was one. I didn't watch it when it was originally on CBC. Oh, yeah, I found I it on Netflix, Netflix, actually. But yeah. that one ended up turning out to be pretty good. And they, I enjoyed that one. They should have just played reruns of Degrassi. Yeah, that yeah. one. Reruns of Degrassi like, all done. the time. There's, there's From, one, like, it, it's fine because if you go through, like, I say a CBC archive of, like, you know, when they're trying to make it very Canadian culture, I get it. But, like, you can distinctively, if you turn on a TV show and you'll be like, I know where they're going for this. Like, you know, Republic of Doyle, you'll see the scenery. You're like, Newfoundland. Okay, this is for Newfies. Or like, you know, Corner Gas. Okay, middle of nowhere. Get where this is too. Uh, I think there was like one they called like True North or Atlantic North, something of that. Falcon or Peak Arctic North. One? Yeah. And then there's one like, of course, as soon as anything with horses or anything like that, you're like, Alberta? Heartland? Right? I get it. I got so sick of seeing the horses on CBC all the time. I was just like, nope, I'm checking out now. I like to make the joke at CBC's expense sometimes like because when I was looking for work, I think it was like a fall preview and they had, I think Alan Doyle was doing the the soundtrack of I've Seen a Little But Not Enough or like, or whatever it was. And then they had all these shows like this hour's 22 minutes the rick mercer report i'm like we're basically running the cbc newfie newfoundlanders have the cbc and you're telling me that there's no room for another newfie they're like we're all newfied out tom power has the queue this guy has i'm like no more room they're like actually it's like to be fair with you a lot of the other countries are not or like a lot of the other provinces aren't happy that newfies are taking over i'm like well let's put one more in there that to me sounds like ontario's upset that they're not represented when yeah. <laughs> and, and like you Sorry. know what i i would argue that i'm just still like okay, but you guys are, you're represented because you had like George Strombo, you had YTV, you have much, much music, right. you, you have the platforms. Like we as Newfoundlanders have to come to your, have to come to your platforms. Yes, right. <laughs> I you travel like miles. I personally got sick of seeing Toronto all the damn time. This is true. I was like, yeah. I want to see more of Canada. Like when like, they would do the, the snow jobs or whatever, and they'd go out to like BC or something. And you're like, whoa, you're outside in a different area. This is cool. Mm -hmm. Where like they go somewhere that not every single Canadian show 
films at or you know on location at the obvious landmarks that are that are used Murdoch Mysteries I think was it Murdoch Mysteries I think it was filmed down the street from my house mm-hmm. I want like they did like a scene at the oh, wow. that's why I like I started <laughs> truckers you get to see the north I don't know like I'm trying to remember like because when you mentioned Murdoch Mysteries it's like I think Sue Thomas like FBI was filmed I think in Toronto as well like that one was more to me I was like okay they're, they're getting placed I don't know if it was on CBC I feel like it could have been for some odd odd reason I'm like man if CBC had Sue Thomas I'm sure a lot of people watch that but I feel like CBC is almost like the mediocre of like there's nothing else on but this was in Canada so I kind of want to watch it like I will debate that CBC could have really good shows, but it's like your your family feud is great because of Steve. I'm trying or yeah. Harvey now. Yeah, but like Jerry D, I like him. I get it, but it's like Family Feud Canada just seems very watered down. Like it's almost like if you came up with a whose line is it anyway Canadian edition, it's like, all right, let's pick this out of a hatch. It's like, okay, it's like name something a moose would do. It's like, why does it have to be named something a moose can do? Can't we just take the exact same stuff that the US is pulling out of a hat? It's like, no. We have to make a Canadian. We also had had to like take it like your Canada's Next Top Model, Canada Idol, like you have Canada Big Brother. Everything had to be bastardized from the American. Why couldn't we create or make like do the same type of thing, but make our own version of it and make it? Just- yeah. But you think they would do a Canadian Survivor? No. Why no, that, that, that was they'd only be able to winter. film that out in the winter, and we all know that we would survive. Right. So. I, like making yurts and stuff like that. There's there's ways to do it. We can do it. Come on. This is one thing I want to see as a survivor. I want to see North someone edition. make an igloo. Reality TV to me is not Kardashians, but it was like House of Carters to me was like, oh my god, this family's a train wreck, and I don't know if they're an actual train wreck or if they're acting, but there was like one scene, I think you can find it on YouTube where it's like, Nick is trying to sleep. And this is why I feel like it's just bad acting because he like, it doesn't even look like he was in bed that long. And Aaron's in another room, like DJing and whatnot. And he's like, I'm so mad. At, I'm so mad, Aaron. I'm going to go talk to him. They get in a pushing fight. And I'm like, I guess it's good acting. But then to actually see that they don't really get along to this day. I'm like, was it acting or did this show put them over, over more than what they needed to be? sometimes that was some of the things that did happen with some of the slow because you had like jess and nick who had their own and it's like putting yourself that far on tv maybe that's the reason why some of your relationships were so crappy oh, guys there's definitely the case but like i mean maybe for our age group we remember a little bit more like i feel like it's good for her because she's obviously done more stuff but the famous thing and i'm glad that memes and stuff didn't exist around this time but when she was like what is chicken from the sea? I'm just still like oh you are you are so lucky you're not alive in this day and age because they would take that and run with it for like 10, 15 years. Like they do with LeBron James and stuff. Like but you stop it. How is it not? Because the Tyra meme about her yelling at the girl in like season three became a big meme. And that was many years after. So I'm surprised that one never did. You know what? Someone at some point will make that meme, but they'll forget who the girl's name is. And you'll be like, you're famous because you made this meme, but yet you don't know who that girl is. And they're no, like, no, no. She's like Riri now. She's famous for her fashion line. That's she it. She has a fashion really? line. Yes. Okay. Jessica Simpson has a clothing and fashion line. Yep. Completely out of the loop with my pop stars. No, points where I think I mentioned this like a few days ago to someone where it's like, we can grow up and say Backstreet Boys or Beyonce or whatever. And like, we can name songs, but we know Beyonce was from, you know, Destiny's Child. But like, there's a there's a group out there that you can mention Beyonce and they'll be like, oh yeah, you mean that like fashion line lady? I'm like, you remember, like, you, you remember she had a fashion line too? Because like, it didn't last long, I don't think. Is it still around? I don't think it is. Or they don't know Justin Timberlake's from NSYNC. 
there was a point when we grew up that I remember on like Facebook when you found all these random pages where it was like JB stands for Jonas Brothers, not Justin Bieber. And I was like, like, I, I get that. But now there's going to be an age group out there that's like, what the fuck's a Jonas Brother? To think of even Disney Channel when I was somewhat like say 14, 15, like you had Miley Cyrus as Hannah Montana. I think you had the Jonas Brothers doing Camp Rock. That was Jonas. supposed to be- with yeah and, like, and Jonas yeah and then you had like Demi Lovato and that and then like now as you're getting older you're thinking like they're either much older than you or much younger than you and then you look up someone's history and it's like I think Miley is only like a year younger than me maybe yeah. and like you know Bieber's maybe two or three but as at the time you thought they were so much younger and yeah. they're not so it's weird when I like look on the Disney channel now and I'm like all right I don't remember growing up with these shows but they're pretty similar you know, sweet life of Zach and Cody and then to oh. see where they're from. Like, Riverdale. Like, okay. I mean, it's not nineties, but I'm binge watching uh wizards of Waverly place and yeah. like Selena Gomez, like she's, I think she's already hit her thirties. She's like just 30, 30 maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like, but it's, it's weird because like, that's what I think of. Like when you think of it back, even in nineties perspective, like say the bands and you're like, Hanson is a when, good example. Yeah. Like you're like, I remember when like one direction that came out, I wasn't a big one direction fan. But like, I was like, how fucking long am I going to have to listen to One Direction? And then now that it's like four or five years, maybe at the max that they lasted, there's a part of you that's like, oh, that's kind of sad. But then when you look at the bands you grew up with, that's literally their whole career is like four or five years, maybe like 10, give or take. And it's like, that's it. Now they're doing, well, other than NSYNC, but like Backstreet Boys, they did come back together and they're still going things. But new kids, new kids came back. back. Hanson's still still putting out records. They never stopped. Yeah, Yeah. They have their own beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird to think about because like again, watching like you said, Wizards of Waverly Place. Like I look at that show and I'm like, man, I was probably in like junior high when that show was out. And then I, I, I already like, graduated okay. high school. And then you see them where they're at now, and you're kind of you feel old, but then at the same time, it's like someone will tend to tell you what Backstreet Boys age, and you're like, I remember that too. Like I'm really getting old. And then now I feel like the first season of first a couple seasons of Glee came out. They said like they did the Britney episodes and they're like, oh, we've we've never lived in a world where Britney wasn't famous. And I'm just like, I was in grade seven when she came out. That hurts me that you've never lived in a world without Britney. You know, I remember the very first time I saw her, I heard of her and saw her hit me baby one more time video. I was watching hit list. I was like 16. Tarzan Dan was really good with like introducing, I think even she, uh, even better than much music she, with introducing kids to like new, oh yeah. new music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh but yeah. then it turned Hit List and it went super poppy. Yeah, that like, went to the ash now. Yeah, like Hit, hit List to me, I, I, I think much music I kind of got into when I was a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Like, but I, I knew of who say Rick Campanelli and them were, but it was just more or less like, okay, this doesn't really feel like it's geared towards me because you'd have music news. Yeah. They'd have like George Stromo reading out stuff. I'm like, okay, that's not really to me. That's to someone now my age now that's like yeah. interested. YTV, like the hit list was kind of like, okay, you got two females, a male or, a fe- or, or even a male and a female going through the videos. But at the same point, they're like, they're really guiding you through like, do you want to win this CD, this shirt and blah, blah, blah. It's like, answer this question and email this. And I'm like, I can do that. I can yeah. do that much to get that shirt. Or it's like, do you want to go see this concert? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, you are simplifying this to me to basically like all I need to do is do this this and this and maybe get a parent's approval for that that's cool yeah they made it very simple and then just intro and videos and they made it seem very easy and relaxed but I would love to know like what I guess their catered audience was because I feel like even them were like much music will have your teenagers to adults we're going to take your preteens to like almost teens 
I feel like as an eight-year-old, nine-year-old, some of these videos that they would show you, like. Well, when I was looking through, like, there was definitely, it seemed around kind of like the, the millennium was sort of when things sort of started to change, like the other PJs kind of phased out. I think that's when Hitlist kind of started to change. And it was sort of like the Gen Xers were kind of not quite full, like I said, full on much music age yet, but there was yeah. still like, I think when I first started watching Hitlist, I would hear, like, it was the first time I'd seen Tragically Hit, they were still playing Smashing Pumpkins on there. And then when they switched to the new host, it was more like said to bring it down to the kids level and bring it more poppier yeah. songs into it to more bring it to that kids where the, ne the next generation could just go to much mm -hmm. music. That's a good point. Cause like now when you mentioned it, like when I watched a much music countdown compared to a YTV, again, much music countdown, I can't remember what days it was on. It could have been like, Friday yeah. Like, at, like, so like, yeah. And like, you would get like your third eye blind. Our uh, Lady Peace. Pro, yeah, Our Lady Peace, Prozac. More, actually, we're still there, but... Yeah, yeah, but you'd, you'd get, yeah, like, on there, theirs, you'd get more, I guess, some kind of adult songs-ish. For me, if you put Our Lady Peace on a YTV, like, YTV's more or less, or Hitless was, like, pop, but, like, you put in, like, Our Lady Peace 4 a.m., I'm just, like, you just killed the whole vibe, the whole mood. But as an adult, you're kind of like, nah, man, I can relate to that song. I can relate to Papa Roach. Like, okay. It's funny because that's the songs that, like, when I started Hit List watching it, that, like, actually, Our Lady Peace was on there. Super oh, really? Good. When oh, it was so Tarzan Dan. When it was Tarzan Dan. It was more alternative. Yeah. But then I guess uh -huh. just to point, they started to get to the age where they're just like, well, we're getting a little old. Maybe it's like it's time to progress on in their careers in general. So then it was just time to rebrand the, the whole Hit List and put it towards the lower audience. Yeah. I never really thought about, like, the full circle side. Because, yeah, when I was watching, it was just more or less always pop. So, like, if yeah. I grew up just watching YTV and that's it. I probably would have never heard an Our Lady piece at this time. I would have probably never like REM or any of that. It's like, that's when I turn on much music and you get like the red hot chili peppers. You're like, ah, I'm not really getting this on YTV. A lot of the YTV is Christina Aguilera telling me what a girl wants. You turn over much music and I'm literally being yelled at by corn. Leslie was obsessed with Gary Barlow. And that's oh, all I, couldn't she's stand. I couldn't stand her obsession with, like I understood her obsession because I had obsessions myself, but hers was by far oh, like over the, top. Over the creepy like, line we just seemed so annoyed and so creepy yeah. that we're just like sweetie you need to tone mm. it back like 10 degrees with your obsession with him but i just wanted I, to yeah. i just wanted to mention but uh hitlist did have something that much music did not hitlist opened me up at least to a broad music of like a broad genre of british music british pop i, I never yes. would have heard on much music that is true. i like i or like even that much more music when i went to it's Ash, almost like you're taking you're, you're almost like taking my notes but there is no <laughs> I was going to say, because I remember watching like with the, with the hit list, it'd be like five. It was Bewitched. Yep. It was the Spice Girls. Real and I was like, yeah. Steps. Spice, Spice Girls overwhelmed with much music because of their popularity at points. But like yeah. Bewitched and five, I was just like, man, I watching like if you're getting down or like all that. And I'm just, okay. Like, I don't see this on much music, but that's awesome. And I do like that even on YTV. Because again, I probably watched that more than much music at the point. They got involved with Canadian acts and they weren't just simple interviews. They were like kind of fun aspects where they took, I think you can find it on YouTube, where they were in BC with the Moffats and they were like going on ski slopes and all that. And I was like, cool, this is not just an ordinary interview. And as someone now in your 20s, because I'd say that's what they were, you're like, hold on, I don't only get to interview the Moffats. I actually get to do an activity with this as well. This is they awesome. snowboard with them? I get to break my arm on national TV. Awesome. I do love it. YTV also opened us up to anime. Like I remember Sailor Moon was like first on YTV and every like I watched Sailor Moon a bit. 
little bit of Pokemon. I was a little, I was starting to age out at that because I'm 83. So, yeah, but I remember I was grade six at lunch. Wait, you, you're, you're 83 born or you're 83 aged? born. <laughs> and I was just kidding uh-huh. with the regimen for 83 years old. I discovered yeah. that serum from Death Becomes Her. No, like that, that's an interesting point. Like when you mentioned about the UK stuff, because yeah, I, I don't think you get that a lot now. Like I know with now, like you just see it if you go on Instagram, whatever, and they have a sponsorship. Like I'm trying to remember the name the other day that I think it's a Griff or something. She has a song called like Black Hole and I think it will become popular, but like it just comes across your Instagram. And then sometimes you're like, okay, that's how you discover music now. Or you see a trendy or a friend, but back then it was like, you make it to, yeah, yeah, exactly. But like back then it's like, you see it on much or YTV or whatever, you're kind of hooked. The only downfall to it is you got to go on fucking Napster or LimeWire and get all the diseases on your computer. Or you had to buy the whole entire CD for one song that you liked. Oh, I've, I've, I've done that. Every Tuesday, almost every Tuesday, my best friend and I in high school would walk during our lunch hour to HMV to get whatever CD came out that week that we wanted. And we listened oh, wow. to it like all day on our disc, man. I had remember watching like the Pokemon movie when it first came out and then getting the Pokemon soundtrack. That was a great soundtrack. I I was about to say that. Like you don't see that a lot with just say kids movies now where they give you a soundtrack. I remember like the Backstreet Boys were on it and Sync and I'm like, damn, you got got, like a lot of big names for like this Pokemon CD. Which was funny. Actually, there's a song on there called It Was You by Ashley Ballard. And it was the first time I had ever heard Dark Child, which was like a producer back then who always sounds like Dog Chow in Destiny's Child at the beginning, Say My Name, where it's like, Dog Chow. Sounds like Dog Chow, but it's Dark Child. And that was the first time I'd ever heard his name was in that song. And I was like, what? How did he go from that to like Beyonce and Destiny's Child? But that was okay. But I swear like soundtracks back in like the late 90s and 2000s were were great. Like Way they always better. were compilations of all these things. So it was like the music industry was like, oh, they kind of tried to keep them all together, licensed and yeah. package them out or something. It may be because they're all retro classic songs, but Guardians of the Galaxy has a pretty good soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Like there's still like ones recently today, but I, I think it, like when you look at say kids movies today, you don't see a soundtrack right away, but I guess it's the changing of the times. Unless but, it's like Frozen, like mega. Yeah. Or I Only Want to Be With You by Post Malone redid for that Pokemon anniversary. Yeah, sure. I heard of that. Pokemon anniversary that happened I think earlier this year and Post Malone redid uh, I Only Want to Be With You for it and there's a video of him being an actual like computer with interacting with the Pokemon guys and stuff it's funny I I always thought it was funny because we you know when you're watching these I don't know if people put in a lot of work anymore into a music video I I think there's still production value to it but there's like back in the day it's almost like we want we want people to hear this song but they knew the value of like what tv is where youtube now it's like someone can come on and do an acoustic version of their song or just do and you're like i don't i don't care about your video i I know where to find your song where back then it was like i want to see your video like i would love to see the behind the scenes stuff of like some of the backstreet boys videos are like larger than life there's one backstreet back Backstreet back i like fan videos like i know simple plan did one with i'm trying to remember the song i i I erase it from my memory but i do anything with the dude from Mark Hoppus from Blink-182 and they're all in the skate park? No, I, I, it's going to, it'll come to me at some point, but it was like, this is the rest of us from Simple Plan. They had a music video where they give you a fan video. And I think the Backstreet Boys did one for their song too. But I like those because those are, I want to see this and I want to see that. And like, oh my God, they're getting like live concert shots. That's great. Done. I do remember like in the night, like late nineties, they, a lot of bands tried to do that. Cause I remember Backstreet Boys had an actual like video you could buy separate. That was like behind the scenes of like their tour or oh, their wow. concert. Yeah. And- 
Hanson, Tulsa. Tulsa, Tokyo in the middle of nowhere. Same I have of- O-Town Live in New York City. I have nice. NSYNC in the mix. So some of them were like a concert and then they show lots of behind the scenes, but some of them were just like, this is behind the scenes of like, that's, of everything. Like, back then, that's literally like, you went out and bought that and you were thought like you were top notch. Like, this is so cool. Like I remember, cause my, I think it was like, yeah, my cousin and I lived up the road for me at this point. And like, I, I had to get babysat. And I think it was like Spice Girls were live in the UK. Now I don't know if much music had the rights to show this. Wembley or if they- In Istanbul or Wembley. It could have been Wembley. So like, I'm pretty sure Much Music aired both of those. But I remember, I remember that. I think Wembley I have them sure. on tape. I think I still have them on tape somewhere. Because it was a big deal. Like she's, I think she's been maybe five years or so older than me. But at the same point, like she had two or three friends over. I'm like a boy watching this. And I'm like, this is, I hate this. Like, why am I here? I just thought it was a big deal because they were so pumped and amped to watch it. And they're like, man, we would not be able to see this unless we were there. And Much Music is now broadcasting this to us. So it's, it's cool. I think the difference now is that that was the only medium for us to kind of feel like we got connected to those artists at the time was watching these videos. Now you have Instagram, you have their stories. You literally are seeing those behind the scenes. In real time. Exactly. You're becoming closer in real time. So it's definitely a different media in which we could have consumed things. Yeah. Like I feel like today's generation of kids, like when do it or is it Dua Lipa? Yeah. Dua Lipa. Lipa. I feel like I'm getting old when I can't even pronounce it. I don't know who that is. Like I don't even know who that is. But like they see that stuff in real time where back then, like we felt like we were like an insider exclusive when we had the video and then you'd invite friends over on a Friday and be like, remember that concert she did like two months ago? I got the behind the scenes where it's like, now it's kids are like, yeah, remember that concert she did two months ago? Yeah, I seen the thing two months ago. I know what burger she's eating. I'm like, exactly. I don't you know, I, I saw that they're like, oh, she did this and I did that. And like, you had this knowledge that no one else had. And you felt so special. Yeah, you literally have like a direct link to them right now where nothing... It's surprising anymore. Nothing is. You can DM them and even there's no shock at get all. back to them. Like yeah. they can get back to you. Yeah. I've DM'd plenty of artists trying to get on the shows. And I've been told like now as a PR person now, it's kind of like, okay, there's a different way to go about it. But it's still fascinating to me because if I wanted to do this 10 or 20 years ago, like I'd have to outright dig, dig deep to find like somewhat of a connection to Shania Twain where now I can just kind of like, like I haven't, but like it, it's, it's sad that it's a possibility where I could be like, you know, drunk at two in the morning, and be like, oh, I fucking love you, Shania. Uh, and then the like, that will be the one that yeah. that's the one that she responds to. She's like, love you too, Brian. And I'm just like, you didn't see my 20 odd requests that were like sober. Yeah. It's so weird to think that too, like message any celebrity and possibly get mm-hmm. some kind of outcome back from it. But at the same time, you're just yeah. like, from being a millennial, you're just like, I, I can't send a message to these. Like I, I've done, yeah. I've tried to do it before. I'm like, yeah. no, I can't do it. Why would I say they're more famous than me? This yeah. has never been our level of relatability and these my favorite like my favorite kind of go off on that is so like when you had myspace i never had myspace but i think i i got it because i realized someone had told me you can i guess dm or message the artists i i brought this up on like one of the podcasts i had before christmas with an act that's also a a millennial and i was like i remember sending a message i think to like 10 second epic and scouting for girls which is like a uk band and they both replied and I was not involved in podcasting, but I just wanted to tell him I was a fan. And I printed it off the screen and put it up on my wall. And I said to the girl on my podcast, I was like, I don't know if that was them or their PR. And she's like, well, maybe the PR and social media didn't exist. That's actually literally them at that point. I was like, that's really cool. I remember thinking that's like, awesome. I got to do that. But now when you're on Twitter, you forget that sometimes they reply in real time. I can see you doing things. Why aren't you replying to my doing things? Uh, so it, it becomes celebrities. really- Celebrities. Celebrities. Even just any influence. Yeah, celebrities. How dare you be a celebrity around me? 
but that's how it sometimes works out. Like most times with, I feel like a lot of the Canadian acts that we have on now that like are just rising, yeah. they're obviously a lot easier to get. Then when you get the bigger names that of course they're only going to say do an ET can or whatever. And like, now I'm kind of getting to that level where it's like, I, I understand let's reach back in a couple of months and figure it out. But there is still a part of me that's like, really? He doesn't have 20 or 30 minutes just to do an interview. And we're all in COVID, like the perfect timing. Like what else is he doing? Like, right, you can't tell me he's out doing a movie. He is live on Instagram right now at home. There is nowhere he is. There's a lot of people announcing tours right now. For 20, yeah, yeah. Well, that's fair. Because we, States and then 2022 in Canada. We've had ones that are, especially with the Canadian bigger acts, where they're like, man, like we're just trying to set up their tour dates. And I'm like, that's fine. Like, I, I get it. You're all excited for that. But I'm like, once that comes closer, can we have them on? And then that's where they're like crickets. Because they know that they don't want to commit to it later on until you know. They're just basically like, yeah, no, no, thank you. But I feel like if I had a bigger following, they'd be like, oh my God, you're going to be on like Toba tonight. You should be happy. I'm just like, he should be happy regardless. Like, right? you know, reaching out to a fan that's like so excited to talk to you. You should still be happy. I do. Other I, fans are going to hear that. And like, you know. I would do it all the time. I, I like, it's, it's one thing to say, but if you were like famous for like this podcast or whatever, and someone wants to talk to you about how you became absolutely, but there is a part of me that's also like, how many interviews can you do within 24 hours where you're talking about the same thing? At some point, it becomes mundane to you. But as a PR person, spin it positive. Don't come back and be like, no, like you suck. Spin that, like, instead of saying you suck, spin that as like, he's doing a lot right now. Try reaching back here. And I can't guarantee anything, but maybe there's a possibility. Funny, in in college or when I graduated high school, I wanted to do Fanshawe Music Industry Arts. I kind of wanted to do music production and stuff like that. Life happened, didn't do it. So now it's all of a sudden I was like, hey, want to do a podcast? Like we've known each other since like 12, like 20, 20 some odd years. So I'm like, hey, you're the one who has the history. Since you have as much knowledge 90, as I do. 99, 97, 98, 98. So it's been a long time. Yeah, 97. Like, you have the relationship, you have that. But I was like, at the same time, it was something that was kind of brought me back to like that old school, like, you know, editing that I might've done or in school. Yeah. And it, why not do something for fun? And then it's yeah. just- like I, kind of- I wanted to go into like, I wanted to be a film critic. Okay. Now, glad I didn't do that. It's kind of obsolete. Yeah, like I wanted to go into like the same genre. But you could of- have been a YouTube right. film critic. And that's the thing, because we were both graduated like in the 04 when like tech was like, you weren't sure if you wanted to get into a tech co- business just yeah. yet because they was right after the dot-com failures and everything. Technology Bubble is burst. the future. So you weren't sure like what you wanted to do technology-based. And I'm thinking, man, if I was like a video or a music producer, I would probably been like an original like YouTube influencer for They've been born with these cell phones attached to them from day one. So, and I've read a bunch of things where it says like the difference between our generation and their generation is they've had it for so long. So millennials are still kind of like, oh, I have to look okay when I do this video. I can't do it from this angle. And we're all still worried about our neuroses. And there's just like, we've had it forever. So they're all just like, and if you've seen the TikToks, they're also just literally taking TikToks lives of them playing their games or doing their homework. And you're just like, how is that entertaining? Like, go and hang out with your friends and watch you know them what? do this. Don't do it on TikTok. Yeah, that's a very good point. Like, you used to like hang out with your friends and like we watch each other play video games, taking turns playing video games, right? Or I saw like on Facebook, like a meme or something that a parent asked their kid, like, well, why are you watching someone play video games instead of playing it yourself? You watch football, don't play it yourself. I mean, that's a good yeah. point, yeah. but I still think it's stupid because football yeah. is awesome it's, watching it's, video games. It's so. very, it's very snappy. Like, like I, I grew up watching wrestling and so like i go to my friend's house when i was younger and we if a new here comes the pain or wwe game came out that's our that's our weekend right there like you'd mm-hmm. you'd play it you'd multiplayer it but you'd all have to be in the same house mm-hmm. and there's like an aspect of that where i kind of miss because i don't like the online aspect of it i am watching people like on my phone 
pre-recording stuff for like going to bed at night, watching five guys from one from Canada, one from the States, three other ones are from the States and they're just playing old video games on like Parsec. But like, to me, it just, I watch it because it brings back the memories of when I was playing with my friends. I get it. You still want to play these old games. And at the time you couldn't play it online. So I get it. But there's a part of me that's also like, I enjoyed that in the moment where this generation now is kind of like, I'm just going to play online with my friends. I'm like, or he lives across the street. Why don't you go over and play with them in person? You can still play the NHL 21, just play it in the basement, like together. It's like, now it's too much work. I'm like, literally not. You're in each other's company. So it makes it easier. Like, like I said, when I'm watching these people stream, I'm like, okay, they're all in different areas. So there comes a point where I'm sure they're all like, fuck, like I'm done for the night. I don't want to play this anymore. But I feel like if they were still in person, they would be like playing the whole night because they're like, geez, I'm in your company. If we want to take a break, we can take a break and then chat for like five or 10 minutes. But like online, you're almost like- energy drink. We're staying all night. Yeah. Like, but if it's online, it's almost like once you log off online, there's almost like a purpose of like, okay, I need a time to wind down from that where I feel like in person, you're just there. Like whatever happens, you're there. And sometimes like, exactly. You were like, oh, I'm only going to come over for a couple hours. And then you you turned into just staying over at your friend's house or something like that. You know, we spent like 18 hours a day together for years, for years. It was, it was part of the reason why we took a little break in our friendship. Cause it was, it was too much time. I don't have, so like growing up, like I didn't have like a lot of close, close friends like that. Like I've had like friends that are close, but I feel like it's kind of interesting to look back on it where you would spend every day or every moment with that person. And like, now you don't really communicate with them as much, but it's like, you, you get it, you get older. Sometimes the interest and stuff change. It's almost like the boy meets world reference where I, I feel like at the time I didn't get it, but it feels so shitty as you're older. Where it's like Sean, and I can't remember what, the, I think it's Jack, his brother. And like, they do a retrospect of when Rachel leaves. Like if Rachel was never a part of their group and like, it's a reunion and Sean says to Jack, it's been a while. And then Jack goes, yeah, let's keep it that way. I'm like, that's shitty. Like, that's terrible. But I kind of get it in some aspects where it's like, I don't, I don't want to talk to you. Like, There's some friends you just, it's like, I know we're friends forever, but unfortunately we just, we, we're yeah. in different places and I just got to let it go. I guess I'll let you go. But uh, I think on that note, she's got to go back home. I have, have some dinner time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was fun to chat. Yeah, I don't, I don't really think I'm fun I, to full on wine. I have a question. I think we kind of just went all over the place. I have a question. From Canada. What was your favorite show on YTV? Ooh, favorite show on YTV. I, I mean, different points of your life. I mean, I, I would go with Pokemon, but like that's the kid version because I had so much Pokemon stuff. I don't think you can beat YTV. Like, I think that was like YTV or all that would be my my go to. I would I can miss Pokemon. Like, that's okay. But with YTV, it's like I can't miss YTV. I can't miss this show. I couldn't miss Alex Mack. Oh, that was in the early years because yeah, early, YTV, early YTV was a lot. There was a lot of Nickelodeon shows mm-hmm. that ended up being on YTV. Mine was. Uh, are you afraid of the dark? Yeah, I, I don't think I ever missed. Are you afraid of the dark? I couldn't watch that. I was I was actually afraid of the dark. So they <laughs> literally warned me beforehand. Are you afraid? Right? Of the dark? Like, yes, I am. So therefore, I'm not going to watch. Oh, that. you must be Canadian. <laughs> oh, the lights oh, go off. The lights are out. Oh, like, like, nobody is like. Oh, it's like okay. We don't love nobody the dark, but who dark. does? Who does? We're not afraid of the dark. We don't like it, but who does? Well, let's be real. When you're out in the middle of like backcountry Canada or something where there's no cities nearby and there's no moon and no stars, it is dark and scary. Yeah. I feel like that's one of those How I Met Your Mother references where you're like, oh yeah, well you'd be afraid of the dark too. It's like, yeah, in Canada, we're afraid of the dark because someone might throw a Timbit in our mountain. We're like, what flavor is this? I don't know the flavor. Is this chocolate? They're like, 
Good guess. Where can people find you or anything else like that? Plug yourself, plug yourself. Yeah, okay. Well, people can find me in Newfoundland in like, but fuck nowhere. No, I'm only <laughs> kidding. Uh, people can find, I guess, my podcast. It's, you can go to tobatonight.com. Uh, you know, your Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, we interview somewhat celebrities. Somewhat, like, I feel like that's insulting to them. But let's say Canadian, international acts, basically. Uh, I try to do the best I can. Try to be funny. Hopefully I don't give Newfoundland a bad name because we're supposed to be funny. That's where they can find me and they can find the podcast. But you can also check out these two lovely ladies podcast because that's what you're here for, right? You're not here to look at me. You're basically like how, I hope he never comes back on. He sucks. No, so far. Oh, great. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah, this. Been good. <laughs> this has been it's, great. It's funny because one of the other girls, Shalina, who does the 90s podcast, we have our outstanding date once COVID is over to have a 64 because I still have a Nintendo 64 okay. with four controllers. So we're oh, supposed wow. to have a Nintendo 64 uh, competition. Like date. Mario Kart night. Mario Kart date night. Oh, screw you Yeah. Guys. Why am I stuck here? Maybe eventually. If you can meet in Nova Scotia, my sister's in Halifax and she's yeah. pretty <laughs> decent too. She's got a Super Nintendo there. So. No, actually, it's funny because when you mentioned her name, I'm supposed to be on like one of her episodes recently, but like, I like her stuff too. She is, it's yeah. funny because like, I wonder how much time you guys take to do this, like, you know, to make these posts. Cause I find that's draining. She posts like all the stuff all the time of like 90 stuff. And I'm like, okay, you're getting content. I just try to post like once a week or whatever, where it's like, here's the new episode. If you want to watch it, good, great. But then there's <laughs> people like you were horrible at social media. I'm like, <laughs> That's fine. I don't want to die. Right. That's why I like our social media content is all her. I'm oh. so inept with <laughs> that stuff. I got Instagram like 12 years ago. I used it for like two months and then I didn't use it again until like three months ago. Three or four months ago, I kind of reactivated my account. Did you ever watch Breaker High when it was on YTV? I, I believe so. Yes. It was the early Ryan Gosling because it's like Ryan know, Canada's intro to Ryan Gosling pre Mickey Mouse Club or after Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. And Tyler Labine too. He was in a lot of stuff after it as well. He played just like think, little minor parts and things, but he was always a funny guy. Those two, like obviously Ryan Gosling, but uh, Tyler Labine, yeah, they were the only two that actually got anywhere from that show. Well, Ashley uh, from oh, the Georgia Dupree. Dupree. Ashley Dupree from the Georgia Dupree's. She okay. is in like General Hospital or Days of Our Lives or something. She's been on that since or high ended, I think. Oh wow! So she's had a good run. No, I forget no. what her Terry. Terry Kincaid. No, I don't know. Sure. about that? But yeah, on that note, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for for uh, being here with us tonight. Anytime, no come back on. We've got, we have we literally. It's funny. Everyone's like, are you sure you're gonna have enough content? We're like, dude. We have you have, seen our spreadsheet? We have a spreadsheet of content, don't you? Oh, really? We've only touched on like movies and a little bit of music. We, we have so many other to, like culture, fashion, news events. Like we did yeah. the Y2K bug last week or this past. Yeah, week. I, see, I seen that one. I was, I was like, I, I, because I, I, I think you had tweeted out something or like whatever. Like, where were you two on this date? And I was just like, man, I was probably just playing like Super Nintendo or something. I'm like, I'm, I don't, I don't really know. I wasn't worried. I, like, <laughs> if I was older, I probably would be. But I was 16 yeah, like, at the time, and I don't remember. All right. Well, it was nice to talk to you. Yeah. Thanks for coming Wonderful. on. Wonderful. Fun. No worries. And you guys will... have a have a lovely evening and night. And yeah, drive safe home. All right. All right. Have have fun. Bye. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you liked it, be sure to check out our previous episodes on our website at www.millennialspod.com. And also you can check them out on Spotify, Anchor, Google, or Apple Podcasts. While you're there, hit the follow and subscribe button so you can stay up to date on all of our latest episodes. Also, you can follow us on all of the socials, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at Turn of the Millennials Pod, and like us on Facebook to leave a comment and a review. We greatly appreciate it. We will see you next episode. <laughs>